catechesis. So some of you put some suggestions in the suggestion box. So I thought today I would do a little bit of a rapid fire on some of the questions that are more quick to answer. So first, I'm gonna be a little insistent in inviting you, challenging you to do some things that I've already mentioned because we did them good for a couple of weeks and then I saw a tail off. So there's three things. The first is if you are capable to genuflect as you come into the church and as you leave the church. The second is bowing at the part of the creed where we remember the incarnation. And just a little disclaimer, today with the start of Lent, we are going to start praying the Apostles' Creed instead of the Nicene Creed. The reason being, at Easter, we will all renew our baptismal promises. And the questions for the baptismal promises are pulled from the Apostles' Creed. So this is a way throughout Lent to prepare for that moment of renewing our baptismal promises. And the third is the way that we receive communion. So I'm gonna be a little insistent for the sake of, of reverence and decorum. When you come for Holy Communion, receive on the spot, okay? So don't start moving with the host. We made that concession for the pandemic and with masks. If you still feel the need to receive in that way, that's fine. But for those who are comfortable going back to what we were doing before, please take your time. When you receive the host, say an amen, receive on the spot, and then continue moving. Make your hand, if you receive in the hand, a nice flat surface to receive in your palm, unless you have some disability or ailment that makes that very difficult, then you receive however is possible. But if you are able-bodied, nice flat palm, nice clear amen, receive on the spot, make sure no crumbs are left on your hand, and then continue on your way. Then questions. So one question, why do we kneel when crossing the altar? So we kneel, we genuflect, as we enter in and leave the church. When we move across the altar, we bow. And we bow because it's a reminder for us when we're moving through the church, this space is different. I'm not just moving in a room. I acknowledge that this part of the church is worthy of greater reverence and I need that continual reminder so I'm not just traveling through. So you'll see as we, as servers and me and priest, when we move at mass, when we're crossing through the sanctuary, we bow to the altar, pausing before we continue. Why do I keep the chalice covered? So some of you may have noticed I have a little kind of white square that I place on top of the chalice. The name for that little white square is called a pall, which should draw to mind for you what we place on the casket at a funeral. And so we drape the casket with the pall. So what is in the chalice? The blood of Christ. And so Christ who died for our sins, we place the pall on the chalice. Practically speaking, where it comes from, you don't want stuff in the wine. Particularly in the summertime, flies like the wine because it's very sweet. And so the pall, makes sure that nothing contaminates the precious blood. And then for me, in celebrating the Mass, having the pall for me adds reverence and helps me be more intentional about my actions and my prayer at the altar. So that's why I use the pall. 
How do I decide which Eucharistic prayer that I use? So the Eucharistic prayer is the part that comes after we now sing the Holy Holy all the way up until the Our Father. So more often than not, you hear on Sundays Eucharistic prayer three, sometimes Eucharistic prayer two. There's a few other options as well, but it stays mostly consistent. How do I choose? Whatever I feel like on the day. That's how I choose. And then, should we have outstretched arms towards the priest when we say, and with your spirit, or at the Our Father? So when talking about gestures, I mentioned that this is a very ancient posture of prayer, but in the context of the Mass, it's a gesture that is relegated to the presider of the Mass. So not even Deacon Doug takes that posture. I extend hands to you when I say the Lord be with you, but there's no indication for the people to extend hands back. Just by your voice, your prayer that the Lord be with me as well is enough. At the Our Father, the general posture is hands in prayer. And so not taking what we call the Oran's position because again, that is the posture of the presider, which is intended to be a posture of praying on behalf of all of the people and inviting you into prayer. Now, I know some families, I know my family did growing up, had the practice of holding hands together while praying the Our Father. To me, that's not the Oran's position, right? You are clasping praying together as a family. It's not taking that particular position of prayer. So I would encourage you, if you have that tradition as a family, to continue that. Now I have talked way too long, so let us pray.